0: You are listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders podcast network. Here's your host, JT the Brick.
1: Usama Young, kind enough to join us, former safety, Super Bowl champion, and former Oakland Raider. Usama, good to talk to you again. Welcome this week as we get ready for the Buccaneers and the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. How you been?
2: Man, I've been good. Appreciate you having me. It's been too long. It's been too long.
1: It has been too long. And you've had an outstanding career, a Super Bowl champ. You came to the Raiders and played at a high level. I want to begin early in your career for the fans who haven't heard you in a while. Youngest son of four boys. Man, you played all sports as a kid in the D.C. area. So talk about your youth and your family and how they guided you to sports.
2: Oh, man. Having, Having all older brothers, I followed them followed them throughout my entire childhood. I just got off the phone with my mother yesterday, who's been social distancing, so I haven't been able to be in in her home at all, but we speak regularly, and she said, look, you got this five-year-old, and you got a one-year-old. Understand that that one-year-old is going to follow his baby sister the same way you follow your brothers everywhere, and they couldn't stand it. But I always was persistent. I always wanted to be like them. All of my brothers played football, basketball, baseball, track, tennis, every sport. And that kinda evoked that competitor mentality in me. And it just continued on till till my professional playing experience and, you know, they weren't fortunate to make it, but they lived through me, they lived through baby brother and uh, you know, being able to experience the professional ranks, starting out with the New Orleans Saints. It was it was amazing. And uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for any more.
1: It's not my youngest guest. Yeah, it's a great career. What was that like? You know, you're playing. You started playing football as an eight, nine year old. I mean, a lot of parents today are wondering. You know, it's COVID nineteen. We'll put that aside. But it's you know, a lot of parents are saying, I don't want my kids to play at a young age. I want them to start at twelve or fourteen. And I've always said, good luck getting into Division one college or playing in college if you start off at fifteen and sixteen. You're the example of someone with your brothers. You played at a very young age. Do you think that helped you become a pro?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, everyone asked me like, are you going to let your son play football? It's, it's a it's a violent game. No question, because football isn't just just the game. It 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 was able it was able to forge in me different values that I would never have expected. And I never would have gained from other things, mean, understanding how to be a part of a team, understanding how to fight through injury, fight through adversity, understanding how to win or lose sometimes having to step up and take a lead, sometimes having to step back and follow. But ultimately, not one person can carry a team. It's all got to factor in. And to be able to learn that at a young age and then hone in on some of the specific skills that allowed me to excel on the football field as a, as a child and then an adult, Oh, no doubt, you got to. And I, I, let me take it back. You don't have to start early because there's several guys that do go in And, you know, Antonio Gates or, or, uh, you know, some Jimmy Graham, some of those guys that played basketball and then transitioned into the football field. But when it came to my upbringing, football taught me another level of just tenacity. And I know I alluded to my playing with the Saints, but to come to the Raiders, man, we are all all about physicality, all about running and hitting, accelerating and separating. And that was something that was honed in on at a young age for me. And I was able to really harness it in high school and college and, eventually have a good
1: career. Osama Young is our guest. You know, the Raiders just beat Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. It was a big game for Carr, FedEx Player of the Week, and now they get ready for Tom Brady. I wanted to ask you, at the highest level as a Super Bowl champion, what was prep week like for Tom Brady when you played in the league, knowing he was coming in with that skill set, especially from the safety position, knowing that Brady was breaking the huddle looking to find you, and the other safety wondering where you were going to be over the top?
2: Uh, you know what? Preparing against great quarterbacks is always fun. You know, it's always fun because you know you're going to get the highest level of play. You're going to be able to, to brag about it afterward, after you ball out against them. So going into a week like uh, New England, where Tom Brady was at the time, or even going into playing playing Drew after I left uh, New Orleans, or going to play Aaron Rodgers, when you line up on defense, especially at the safety position, you're like, oh yeah, this is my time to shine. At the same time, you gotta hone in on all of your keys because they're not gonna leave any stone unturned. You gotta know that they're watching all the film, if not more than you, because most quarterbacks are in the building early and leaving late. I, I I don't know how they do it, but these guys are they're special for a reason. And guys like Brady, you know, he's gonna go through every read. So as a safety, you want your your front to get home, mm-hmm. and if your front isn't getting home, you want that coach. To be aggressive in the play calling and get some blitzes going, so that we can get him off his, off his, off his cadence and off it out of his rhythm. But preparing for a dude like that, I know, I know Abrams is licking his chops. I know guys like Harris are licking their chops in the back end. Some of the young corners, man, and and even on the offensive side, they don't want to be overshadowed. You know, those mm-hmm. guys want to put on the show as well. You got, you already mentioned him, DC, DC's is one of the. He's the epitome of a leader. We saw him early on as a rookie. You know, just, just loving the way he competes, loving the way he leads. Going into this week is going to be special.
1: Osama Young joins us, former safety for the Raiders. You love playing in front of the black hole. Tell me about your favorite experience all time playing in Oakland.
2: Man, favorite experience was, uh, I, I'm not sure if you all will remember this one, but uh, it was a Thursday night football game. We were playing against the Chargers, San Diego at the time, and Phillip Rivers opening up opens up the first drive, and we blitz him and he's on his back foot, and he throws up a punt to me. <laughs> throws a punt up, I intercept it, I return it. We get on offense, we go down, we went, We we score. Uh, later in the game, uh, it's a fumble. Seawood picks it up, scoops and scores. Brandon Ross kind of tips it to him. Seawood goes in, scoops and scores, and t- uh, uh, he ties the record for a defensive touchdown. And it's like, yo, the black hole was already going crazy. But it was the loudest it had And it was on Thursday night football where a lot of folks are kind of like, these games aren't good games. It's blowouts. But this was a derision rivalry. Seawood uh, broke the record. We ended up winning off of a uh, – I think DJ Hayden had a game-winning, game-clinch interception. But defense was just playing out, playing all out. Offense had some big plays. And it was just a team win. But then you look up in the stands and you see those Raiders faithful and you're like oh yeah this is what it's all about this is that black hole and it was was just amazing that that would be the one, I got a few others but that would be the one.
1: Fantastic Usama Young as we wrap it up so you got a brick from Mark Davis once a Raider, always a Raider, again you won a Super Bowl with New Orleans but you're a big part of the Raider alumni base going forward, what does Vegas mean to you? I, I mean I'm sure you've been to Vegas a bunch as a player and before but now as we're shut down and we're trying to open up again, there's no fans at Allegiant Stadium, I can't wait for you to Get in this place and see what it looks like. It's incredible,
2: man. I can't wait. And you, you know, you brought it up. Dave, Dave, Mark, Mark, Davis is following tradition. The Raiders organization has all been always been about you know the foundation and who built it and who's 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 added to it and how how they constantly are all about being Once a Raider, always a Raider. When I got that brick, even though I knew it was coming. It was still one of those reminders for me. Mm-hmm. I'm in the I'm in the alumni space now and the current player space with the league office and player engagement and I'm able to really hone in and say, Hey, look, the Raiders are an organization that's like no other. They care about the the ones who built it. And I wasn't part of those Super Bowl teams that that thrived for the Raiders, but everybody got a brick for a And that was amazing to me to get that. And it was a reminder and what we're doing now to continue continue to serve players, continue to be there for players of continue to celebrate one another. And uh, it's just special, man. I, I can't wait to be in there.
1: Yeah. It's going to be great to have you there. Osama Young, as we wrap it up, let me follow up what you're doing with the league. That sounds exciting. What's going on with your life. And
2: I, uh, I guess like I said, I, I work in player engagement. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for myself, along with uh, our team to serve players and their families. And uh, I, I say, I say a tribute to the success on and off the field and, bo- and during and after their NFL experience is over. I actually personally uh, am the head of the financial literacy space. And nice. you know what? You bring, up, you bring up that brotherhood amongst the Raiders. And I work with several legends to build out what we call a for-the-player, by-the-player approach in terms of our financial education where we've got guys that are, have had tremendous success uh, in the financial realm, whether that be through investing, whether that be through through uh, budgeting, just just handling their money in the right way. But we don't want them to take their secrets to themselves or take them secrets their secrets by themselves. So we link up. Uh, Justin Tuck was a teammate of mine mm-hmm. in, the, sure. in Oakland. He now works with Goldman Sachs. He's one of those players that we utilize to to train and to educate. But it goes from financial literacy to professional development, personal development, and continuing education. Because a lot of guys don't end up getting drafted or going to the NFL and and finishing up their degree, but we want to continue to encourage that so that they can have further success down the line.
1: Hey, thanks for sharing that. What a, what a what a career you had. Super Bowl, Raiders, the ability now to be a part of the league and help other players who are coming up and learn about life and finances and how to be better pros. I can't wait to see you, Simon. Thanks a lot for doing this, and uh, we'll get you on again as the Raiders continue to uh, get going and hope to see you in Vegas soon.
2: Man, you forgot, man. I got a dream job, but then I get to talk to you on the side every now and then. <laughs> Appreciate you having me.
1: You got it. There he is, Usama Young. How about that? Touchdown, Las Vegas. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians. But we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. Tom Flores joins us every other Tuesday throughout the season. We are thrilled to speak to Coach and his valuable time. And Coach, I hope the bye week treated you well. We talked to you before the Kansas City game, and you had some pretty good analysis. What a great win for Derek and the team on the road.
0: What a great win is right. I mean, that that was... uh... They made a, a few little tweaks there on their defense, and they really paid off. First of all, they got a pass rush on Mahomes, uh, and they were able to corral him, and he threw one; he threw an Aaron Borges throw off a grab for the interception. But uh, to hold them like, like we did in the second half especially, come back like we did, and most teams can't do that against Kansas City because they're always coming from behind.
1: Yes, exactly right. And, Coach, was there a point in that game when they were trailing – where you saw something switch or flip with Derek? I mean, I just thought Derek played with tremendous confidence, and what in an addition having Rugs finally ready to go with that speed on the outside.
0: I thought it was great. He he came out with confidence, came out with guns blaring, and never put his guns away. He kept going after him. Uh, the the play calling I thought was good. You know, the play calling is one thing, but the, being able to execute extra, extra the play because usually on a lot of plays, there's always somebody deep. Uh, but he went. He found the deep guy, and, and the Raiders were able to get those guys down the field. And they're very good. That he can uh, he can air it out when he has to. And that's fun. That was fun to watch. I hope it's sign of things to come.
1: Uh, Tom Flores joins us. So, Coach, I want to spend most of the time with Tom Brady. I mean, we're hoping for you in the Hall of Fame around the corner and Tom Brady's gonna go in his first time when he ever stops playing. I mean, are you amazed by what he's doing <laughs> at forty three years old, still playing at this level? I mean they just they just hammered Green Bay and destroyed him this past Sunday.
0: I don't know where he got his or youth. Maybe he you got it down there in some place down in <laughs> Florida where he definitely Youth I think was uh, was uh, you know, be. When, who was the guy that found it? Uh, Ponce, de was, <laughs> yeah, Ponce, Ponce de Leon. Leon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ponce de Leon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I tell you, he is remarkable. He's just, uh, I don't give a darn, you know, you're both quarterbacks, you throw a and you go pick six, run off the bat. Nah. Doesn't bother him. Did there, done that. And I've also done this, so take this. I mean, he is, uh, and at 43 years old, JT, 43 years old, you know, most guys are are just talking about their careers and then what their careers were, but he still has a career going. So this is a, you know, the, the one thing about Tampa Bay, though, they're not without talent. They have some talent. Uh, and he might be the Mr. Lincoln. hmm
1: yeah, that, that's what's amazing, Coach. The, the talent, how loaded they are, and also players. You dealt with this with the Raiders when players saw how good your teams were, your Super Bowl teams, and then they wanted to join you. Brady recruited Gronk, which is obvious, but a couple of running backs and players that said, hey, they want to hook on with this Brady train and win a championship. It seems like the perfect storm for that organization.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, everybody, everybody likes a
1: winner, and then nowadays it's even more – uh, more
0: prevalent because uh, players can go and in uh, most in many cases they can go where they want to go they can get out of their contracts there, there's no um, they're in the free agency and, and the playing out your your contract there's a lot of movement that goes on nowadays so and then with the cap, salary caps and all that stuff. I mean there's so much to learn nowadays and to keep track of what it's
1: my Tom Flores joins us. Coach, what I wanted to spend a minute on is what Brady does so well at reading defenses at the line of scrimmage. He's very subtle with how he changes plays, but he's always throwing to the receiver who's most open he has the highest percentage i've never seen anything like it the only comparison i can make is joe montana back in the day when joe was with the 49ers and he would do it that way with rice and he had other weapons too how do you defend a quarterback who's so good the disguises that the defensive coordinator has to have to try to get brady off of his spot
0: well it's it's pretty hard to uh, you're not going to shut him out for an entire game you just you try to keep him from making the big play, uh, and then and then you try to make big plays against him. Um, he, he is uh, if you notice if you if you dissect his passing game, there's usually a guy down right in front of him, always in front, of him, crossing the field, on open areas and settling down, so he always knows where he's got a guy to go to right away, and then he's got a guy down one seam. And then maybe one guy down the field uh, on the other side. So he can read. The one thing he does so well is he reads it right now. He almost knows where he's going because they spread you out. They spread you out by movement. And, uh, and he almost he, he knows just about where the cracks are going to be, where the openings are going to be, where the possibilities are going to be. And then he can get it there in a heartbeat. I mean, just zap, zap, it's done. And then you're moving the chains. I mean, he's uh, he's about as good as there is with that. Uh, you know, you're right when you bring up Joe. Man, when Joe was on his on his deal, boy, he he was uh, he was the master at. Now, right now, it's uh, this guy. This guy is
1: something, yeah. boy. Hey, coach, as we wrap this up, what do you just think in the evolution of the bye week? from when you were coaching and in back in the days with coaching with Coach Madden, and now the modern NFL with the bye week and the Raiders getting that, coming off all the momentum of that Kansas City game. But I think the bye week comes at a good time as they're getting healthier. They needed a week off, and then they get it going into what I believe is the biggest game at home against Tampa Bay. Good time for the bye for this team?
0: Oh, yeah. Perfect time for the bye because, you know, the, when you looked at the schedule, and you said, if they can get into that bye, you know, with, with this kind of record, not a bad way to go. You're mm-hmm. in, and, uh, playing well with, with a good game under your belt, the momentum going and uh, the confidence level. Uh, all of the things are good. You just have to make sure you don't lose back to that. And, um, and then playing a guy like Brady, that in itself is a challenge. But, but this is a good time for the bye week. Um, they, they are starting to get healthier on the defensive side. And the offensive, it was nice to see Trent Brown back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really helps our offensive line.
1: Absolutely. Coach, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy your time in the desert. All the best. Thanks for doing this. You got it, JT. Thank you, Coach. Tom Flores.
0: Thank you for listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network.